Good evening, everyone. Please take your seats. I will begin with the land acknowledgement. The West Hollywood City Council acknowledges that the land on which we gather is the, that is, and that is currently known as the City of West Hollywood, is the occupied, unceded, seized territory of the Gabrielino Tongva and Gabrielino Keech peoples. I will now call the City Council regular meeting to order. It is 6 p.m. Will Delfina Alden please lead us in the Pledge of Allegiance this evening? You can come up here and um, to the podium. Thank you. Yes. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Madam City Clerk, may we have a roll call, please? Yes, Mayor, thank you. Councilmember Byers. Present. Councilmember Heilman. Here. Councilmember Meister. Here. Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Here. Mayor Schein. Present. We have a quorum. All right, we will now move to approval of the agenda. Uh, Madam City Clerk, are there any changes from staff? No, Mayor, there are no changes from staff this evening. Thank you. Do my colleagues have any proposed changes? Um, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson? Thank you so much, Madam Mayor. I'm gonna try and do a, f a few here. Uh, 6A, the co-sponsorship with City X1. Okay. Um, the Winter Sounds, 6B. Uh, 6C, ACT UP LA's 30th anniversary event. Okay. Okay. May I keep going, Madam Mayor? You may keep Thank going. Thank you. Uh, Co-sponsorship agreement for the Trans Vagina Diaries. Okay. I have questions about that. If sure. Can leave it on. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Co-sponsorship of the Trans Latina Garris Fashion Show. And then I'll try for Unique Women's Coalition, their Trans Giving Dinner event. And then the affordable housing tour for appointed officials. Okay. Okay. Yes. And I'd like to uh, pull from consent item 2I, the strategic plan, uh, and put it on an excluded consent. Um, Mayor? Yes. Given that City Manager Wilson is not here this evening, he indicated that if Council wished to move that item, that it would be tabled to the next meeting when he's here. Okay. Okay? Okay. Thank so you. So we'll go ahead and table 2I to the next meeting for the uh, City Manager to be here. And um, we are moving 6A, co-sponsorship of City X One Youth Group's 2023 pre-Thanksgiving dinner and community events to the consent calendar, 6B, co-sponsorship of Winter Sounds, to the consent calendar, 6C, co-sponsorship agreement for ACT UP LA's 30th anniversary event, to consent. Co-sponsorship, 6E, co-sponsorship of the 2023 Trans-Latina Coalition Garas Fashion Show event, to consent. 6F, co-sponsorship of the Unique Women's Coalition annual thank Transgiving dinner event to consent. 
and 6G, Tour of Affordable Housing Buildings for Appointed Officials. And we have a motion and a second. Motion passes 5-0. Very good. All right, um, we are going to move to adjournment motions and I'm gonna begin tonight's adjournment motion um, for Senator Diane Feinstein. Diane Emile Goldman was born on June 22, 1933 in San Francisco, California. She graduated from Stanford University in 1955 she was elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors in 1969 and would become the first woman to serve as president of the board. She was board president during the assassinations of fellow supervisor Harvey Milk and Mayor George Moscone in 1978 and is credited with steadying San Francisco in the wake of such heinous crimes. After the assassination, she became interim mayor of San Francisco and then was re officially elected mayor the following year, becoming the first woman to serve as mayor of San Francisco. During her tenure, San Francisco alone, alone was spending more on AIDS than the entire federal government. She oversaw the rebuild of San Francisco's cable car program. She was named the nation's most effective mayor in 1987 by City and State Magazine. She would go on to serve two full terms, leaving office in 1988 with a nearly 70% approval rate. In 1990, she became the first woman in California history to win a major party nomination for governor, but would narrowly lose the election. In the year of the woman election of 1992, Diane Feinstein was elected to the United States Senate alongside Barbara Boxer, becoming the first pair of women to represent a state simultaneously, and as she was sworn in first, became the first woman to represent California in the US Senate. She was also the first female Jewish senator. Her platform included codifying Roe v. Wade into federal law. In 1994, she was most responsible for the crimes bill's inclusion of an assault weapons ban. In 2009, she became the first woman to chair the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Defying wishes from the intelligence community and President Obama, the senator championed the six-year review of the CIA's detention interrogation program that culminated in the 2014 500-page report which led to the passage of legislation which outlawed the use of torture. In 2017, she became the first woman to become the ranking Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee. She secured billions in funding for California communities as a member of the Appropriations Committee and chair of the Subcommittee on Energy and Water Development. Her tenure as senator spanned six presidential administrations. She was a champion for LGBTQ rights and for women, an absolute trailblazer. 
At the time of her passing at the age of 90 years old, Senator Feinstein was the oldest active senator and the longest serving woman in Senate history, also the longing serving Jewish senator in history. Feinstein is survived by her daughter, Catherine Feinstein, a retired San Francisco Superior Court judge, and her granddaughter, Eileen Mariano. Senator Dianne Feinstein was a powerful role model, and generations to come will learn about her indelible achievements in history books. Rest in power. Do my other colleagues have adjournments this evening? Mayor Pro Tem Erickson. Thank you so much, Mayor. I would like to adjourn in memory of Randy Matthews. He was a longtime resident of the city of West Hollywood. Um, he uh, uh, died last week. Um, lots can be said about Randy. He was a great guy. I had a many, many late night conversations with him leading up to many things. Uh, and uh, he always found a way to make me smile. He would always try to goad me into saying something really mean about someone, but I would just say I'm praying for them. And he always laughed, because mostly I am praying for a lot of people. Um, and I just have to say, Randy was touched and touched so many people in our community. And it's a reminder to always reach out to those that you may not know and have not talked to in a while, um, but it's also a great reminder of the ways that addiction, recovery, sobriety, and all those things that we champion here in West Hollywood are critical resources. I will miss Randy. I will miss his um, late night chats. I will miss him sending me uh, some random comment on WeHoVille that I have to read, and I just always laugh. Um, and I just have to say, I know he was loved by many, many people in this community, and, and I know he will great, be greatly missed. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. This is the first time hearing about that. I feel very sad. And um, thank you for doing that adjournment. Randy was uh, a, a wonderful community member. Uh, anyone else? No? Okay. We're going to move on to presentations, starting with a um, presentation honoring Disabilities Awareness Month. So it is present, uh, Dis National Disability Awareness Month, and whereas National Disability Amer Awareness Month is observed annually in October to increase awareness about people living with disabilities and emphasize the importance of inclusive policies and practices. And in 1945, Congress dedicated the month of October to recognize and celebrate individuals with disabilities, both past and present. And the month continues to be observed as a way to pay tribute to all who fought for better laws, demanded better treatment, and overcame ignorance and indifference to make our communities better. The City of West Hollywood has a strong commitment to providing a range of services, resources, and programming for residents and visitors living with disabilities. On October 17, 2023, the Disabilities Advisory Board will partner with the City and Cedars-Sinai Medical Center to organize a health and wellness event at Plummer Park, which will provide free seasonal flu shots, blood pressure education and screening, emergency preparedness, and on October 18, 2023, 
the city will host the 25th Annual Disability Service Awards and broadcast a cer ceremony at the specially televised Disabilities Advisory Board meeting. The Disability Service Awards will extend recognition to this year's honorees for their continued dedication to equality and awareness for people with disabilities. Now, therefore, be it resolved that the City Council of the City of West Hollywood hereby recognizes the month of October as National Disabilities Awareness Month and urges citizens to join the celebration of awareness. At this time, I would like to invite uh, representatives from the city's Disability Advisory Board to the dais uh, for a photo and to accept the proclamation in recognition of Disabilities Awareness Month. Hello, Yola. Good evening, Mayor and City Council. On behalf of the Disabilities Advisory Board, I want to thank you for joining us to celebrate this historic month. I want to thank you for the proclamation and allowing us the privilege of serving this community to make life better for the residents living with disabilities. Kudos.
Thank you, and we truly are grateful for and appreciate our uh, Disabilities Advisory Board. Oh, Louise, would you like to say some a few words as well? Please, go ahead. Um, Mayor and council members, I just wanted to thank you for recognizing the Disabilities Advisory um, Board and celebrating the month of disabilities awareness. As you know, probably more than 40% of the country has some kind of disability. And it doesn't matter what age group, even though I'm in the senior age group, there are children with disabilities in this country that are unbelievable. And um, I think we need to support them all. Um, I would like to see more emphasis on education for people with disabilities. I was fortunate to have parents that educated me and made me very independent. And I think that's key for no matter what the disability, including the neurodiverse community. Many of them have talents that are untapped. And I think it's all our job to make sure that everybody comes to the plate. Thank you. If I may chime in with one third comment, uh, I uh, wanted to go uh, unacknowledged that uh, we have a ninth member of our board who is not with us tonight. Um, uh, Annie Simonko, uh, who is currently uh, convalescing down the road here a bit uh, after a, a serious uh, leg infection. And uh, I know she's watching tonight and uh, uh, and I know that she is with us in spirit, and I hope you will extend your uh, your best wishes for her speedy and, and complete healing. Thank you. Thank you so much, and we do extend our best wishes for Annie and her uh, complete healing with a lot of positive energy uh, sent her way. We love her very much. At this time, uh, my colleagues and I are going to recognize outgoing appointees at tonight's meeting. This is a continuation from our last council meeting. It is an honor to recognize individuals who have contributed to this community through their work and dedication to, the West, to West Hollywood by serving on a city board or commission. I will now read the names of the outgoing appointees here this evening. When you hear your name, please come up to the dais starting with Delphina Alden, who served on the Business License Commission from 2020 to 2023. She was my appointee. We also have Elaine Polachek, who served on the Public Facilities Recreation and Infrastructure Commission from 2019 to 2023, uh, who is Councilmember Meister's appointee. Do we have Jason Frazier here this evening? Yes, right there you are, who served on the LGBTQ plus advisory board from 2021 to 2022 as John er uh, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson's appointee, but Jason also served before that for many years and we all served together as well. Um, and Carrie Balbone, is she on Zoom? Wonderful. Carrie Balbone, who served on the Public Safety Commission from 2019 to 
2023 as an at-large member. Carrie is joining us via Zoom. Um, I'm gonna allow my colleagues first to go ahead and make any remarks during this time before we provide each of the appointed officials present this evening with a plaque in recognition of their service and then we're gonna take a group photo. Councilmember Meister. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I wanna say thank you to all of you for your service and especially, especially Elaine Palachek who has actually been on, you were on public facilities you. for many years uh, before uh, as an at-large. I think or at John Duran's appointee as well. So um, I know that there are many years there and I was very sorry to lose you to Beverly Hills, although I do see you walking on occasion on one of my walks. So thank you again and, and to all of you, thank you. I appreciate you all so much for your service, for taking the time tonight to be recognized so that folks know that this is the continuation of service, is recognition. It doesn't happen often enough, but thank you all for coming. And thanks, Carrie, for taking time to Zoom in with us, too. It's nice to see you. Um, thank you all. Really appreciate it. Councilmember Heilman. I just want to add thank you so much for all of your service. And, and Carrie, I think I appointed you the first time around. so. Uh, it's great to see you. We miss you here, but I hope that all of you will continue to serve the community and maybe not as commissioners, but in different capacities. Thank you so much. Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Carrie. I hope Michigan is very treating you as well as Michigan could treat any person. Um, I just want to thank all of you. I know many of, I know so many of you and Jason, we go way back to when I was on the LGAB with uh, then uh, Mayor Shine, um, and uh, you just have always been such an inspiration, and specifically, I just wanna thank you for all the work you do for our recovery and sobriety community and your, um, and your work to being alive, which I got to attend your grand opening. It's heartwarming to see you such, as such a public servant to so many. Um, Carrie. Uh, definitely miss you. Thank you for your um, well-reasoned uh, service on the Public Safety Commission. Uh, it was wonderful uh, knowing you, and you are definitely missed, so thank you for your service. Um, Delfina, uh, my uh, former commissioner and my longtime friend, you did such an extraordinary job on the commission and you really truly made me proud. Um, so thank you for your service to the city and um, uh, so wonderful, thank you. Uh, Elaine, you are definitely missed. Um, you uh, brought such um, care and um, really an, an expert eye to the commission and I really appreciated that from you. Thank you for your service. Jason, um, you, you've contributed so much to uh, the city by serving on the LGBTQ plus advisory board, former LGAB. Uh, I believe you served twice as co-chair and um, did an extraordinary job and you've done so much for the community and also with your work for the Gay Men's Chorus of Los Angeles and um, you're also a friend and uh, I, all of you will be missed and as 
Council Member Heilman said, please continue to be part of our community and anytime you wanna be of service, uh, our doors are open, so thank you. We're gonna come take pictures with you now. I did want to say something before I left. Um, Mayor Shine, Mayor Pro Tem Erickson, and distinguished members of the West Hollywood City Council, I stand before you today with profound gratitude in my heart. It is both an honor and a privilege to address this esteemed body and the community I hold dear. I am deeply touched by this recognition bestowed upon me for my service on the LGBTQ advisory board. As a queer resident of West Hollywood, I've witnessed the remarkable progress we've made together. Thanks to the inclusive and forward-thinking policies and initiatives championed by the City Council, West Hollywood has long been a haven for diversity, acceptance, and love. And it is, a, and it is in this vibrant community that I found the strength to serve. The LGBTQ advisory board has been a labor of love, a platform where voices are heard, ideas are shared, and change is ignited. Together, we've worked tirelessly to address the unique challenges and opportunities that face our LGBTQ community, from supporting our youth to advocating for healthcare access, housing, and equality. This recognition serves not only as a validation of my efforts, but as a testament to our shared commitment to fostering a city where every individual is valued, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. It highlights that we are making strides toward a brighter, more inclusive future for all. I want to express my Gratitude to each council member, especially former um, uh, member John Duran for originally appointing me, and to Mayor Pro Tem Erickson for reappointment. I also want to thank the dedicated city staff and the incredible residents of West Hollywood who have inspired me every step of the way. Thank you for this honor and for the opportunity to serve a community that has forever changed my life. Together, we will continue to shine as a beacon of hope and acceptance, not only for our city, but for the world. Thank you. Mayor, did we want to see if Carrie wanted to provide a comment since she can't be here? Sure. Carrie, did you want to unmute and say a few words? I don't know if she can hear me. Unmute her. Nicole, go ahead and unmute her.
Carrie, can you hear us? Yes. Okay, go ahead. You'll have a couple minutes to provide comment. Okay, great. Uh, thank you for this honor. I'm so sorry I couldn't be there in person. I miss all of you terribly. Um, I loved serving uh, and living in the city of West Hollywood. Um, happy Disability Awareness Month. It was good to see my friends and I'm wishing Annie well. Um, one of the things that I think is really, really important about the community of West Hollywood is the voice that everyone has. And I think it's really important that everyone continues to listen and look for common ground and that remember that um, we can disagree, but at the end of the day, we're all still neighbors and human beings worthy of dignity and respect. So I miss my fellow public safety commissioners, I miss the council members, and I miss everyone in the community, and I wish you all well, and thank you so much for the opportunity to serve and for this recognition. Thank, thank you, Carrie. Delphina Alden would like to make a comment as well, so please, Delphina, go ahead. Um, Mayor Shine and council members, I just wanted to say a few words of gratitude. And um, just to point out that change, true change, starts at the grassroots level. It's citizens who stand up and gather and actually take their time and energy and share it on behalf of um, those who don't have a voice, and that's what you're doing. So I just thank you so much, and thank you for inspiring us all, and thank you for the work that you do. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to serve. Okay. Uh, we're going to move on to the public comment period, but prior to beginning public comment, I would like to say a few things about the last city council meeting and the first public comment period. As indicated on our agendas, the first public comment period is typically limited to 20 minutes. We are required by law to hear all comments on the consent calendar items prior to approval of the consent calendar. After that, I do my best to manage how much general public comment we can take before we need to move to the other matters on, of business on the agenda. Last meeting, the city clerk notified me at the 20 minute mark and shared the number of speakers left who signed up to speak. I indicated that we could proceed with taking public comment. After several more speakers, I felt we needed to get the business items on the agenda and indicated that the next speaker would be the final speaker for the first public comment period. I recognized that this caused confusion because I didn't explain my reasoning, especially for those who signed up to speak and were expecting to speak during the first public comment period. Moving forward, in order to speak during the first public comment Moving forward, in order to reduce confusion for the public, I will communicate with the city clerk and the public and confer with my colleagues for their consensus to continue or cease public comment. I think this will help manage expectations and ensure that there is consensus among my colleagues as to when the city council should conclude public comments 
and attend to matters of business on our agenda. The City Council values your comments. However, pursuant to the Brown Act, the City Council cannot take action on items not listed on the posted agenda. The public comment period is limited to 20 minutes with two minutes allotted for each speaker. This public comment period is to address the City Council on consent calendar items. Other agenda items, if the member of the public cannot be present at the time the item is considered or items of general interest within the jurisdiction of the City Council. Another period is also reserved for general comment later in the meeting for those that could not be heard at this time. If you go over your two minutes and do not respond to the city clerk's notification that your time has expired, your microphone will be muted. Instructions on how to participate in city council meetings can be found on the city council agenda as well as www.weho.org uh, forward uh, forward slash council agendas and only individuals who register to speak via Zoom with the city clerk will be heard. Lastly, I want to inform the community that there has been an increase in attacks at many cities around the state whereby public commenters have been calling into public comment lines at city council meetings and forcing communities to hear vile and hateful racist and anti-Semitic public comment messages. I anticipate such comments may come through uh, tonight or the, uh, in the next few council meetings based on the number of cities that have experienced these attacks. I want to tell the public and the staff that while we may sometimes seem divided on some political issues, West Hollywood is united against hate. Staff has provided us signs that my colleagues, staff, and the public may use to express that we are united against hate. If you hear a comment that is hateful, you may hold up your sign, or you may leave the room, or, or turn down your volume at home. You are not requ required to endure speech that offends decency and or core values. Please let the signs show that we are united for love and against hate, and this type of speech does not reflect our values. While these disruptors may be taking advantage of the opportunity to speak to our community because we currently provide for telephonic comments, they will not break our spirit. We are united together for love and against hate. City Clerk, uh, how many public commenters do we have this evening? Uh, give me one sec. Uh, 12 speakers and then I have citizen position slips to read into the record. Okay, let's begin the public comment period. Thank you, Mayor. Our first speaker is Vivian Gumbiner to be followed by Commissioner Palmieri. My name is Vivian Gumbiner and I am representing the building located at 7900 to 7904 Santa Monica Boulevard, a building that has been recommended for historic designation. My family has owned the building for 60 years and we are opposed to this designation. The building is not for sale, nor do we have any plans for exterior remodeling in this almost 100-year-old building that is showing its age. It is unclear how the city benefits from making this building 
which has been described by historic preservationists as unremarkable historic. As former city council person Lindsay Horvath said, designating private property that is neither up for sale or in the process of remodeling or modifications is setting in, getting into unchartered uh, territory. Note, nothing on the exterior of this building will be changed if this passes, just as we have no plans for any changes now. So the building selection is a bit perplexing. The building was not built with the intention of perpetuity, and like us, no matter how we try, it won't last forever. My family has been proud to foster business in this city for decades, and we pride ourselves in encouraging businesses to succeed. So it is also perplexing that the project that the city staff spent countless hours working on is for a building that the city deems special and historic. But nobody in the city seems to care that unhoused residents of West Hollywood are urinating on the walls of the building daily. This issue has been brought to the attention of city hall politicians many times, including photos of a person, pants down, defecating. And what has the city done to resolve this problem affecting a gem of the city? Nothing. When showing a unit to a prospective tenant last week, a real estate agent encountered a person with his pants halfway down who was sleeping in front of the entrance. So if the building is so special and unique, why doesn't it get the respect of the city? It's beneficial for businesses to be successful in the West Hollywood, and that's how the city gets tax revenue and grows. But it's very frustrating for a shopkeeper to have to hose down the urine in front of his building every day. It says you vote and designate this building historic. How about showing store people some respect and address issues of practical solutions that are worthy of such esteemed edifice? And obviously, the unhoused need help. Thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker is Commissioner Palmieri, to be followed by Mikey Friedman. Good evening, Mayor, Mayor Pro Tem, and Council members. <clears throat> My name is Jimmy Palmieri, and I'm here representing the Human Services Commission. Starting this month, the Human Services Commissioner will attend the City County Council meetings <clears throat> to share with the community information about vital social services provided by the city's nonprofit agencies. Thank you to the City Council for the agenda item this month that considers proclaiming October as Domestic Violence and Intimate Partner Violence Awareness Month. Domestic violence and intimate partner violence impacts people of all ages, genders, races, sexual orientations, cultures, and religions. It, it occurs in the same and opposite, I'm sorry, it occurs in same and opposite sex relationships and can involve different forms of abuse, including physical, sexual, verbal, economic, and emotional abuse, and intimidation, controlling behaviors, isolating behaviors, and stalking. Although we often hear about domestic violence and intimate partner violence among heterosexual couples, 26% of gay men, 37% of bisexual men, 44% of lesbians, and 61% of bisexual women experience domestic violence and or intimate partner violence in their lifetime. A U.S. survey has found that more than 54% of transgender and non-binary respondents <clears throat> have experienced intimate partner violence in their lifetime. The Los Angeles LGBT Center has two programs for survivors, the Stop Violence Program, which provides counseling, advocacy, and housing assistance, the Legal Advocacy Project for Survivors that provides trauma-informed case management, safety planning, and legal representation. In addition, Jewish Family Services HOPE program provides 24-7 multilingual crisis hotline, emergency shelter, counseling, court accompaniment, and case management services. If you or a loved one are experiencing any form of domestic or intimate partner violence, 
please visit www.wehope.org backslash human services or call the city's human service division at 323-848-6510 to be connected with services. Again, please contact the city's human services division at 323-848-6510. And Annie, if you're watching, you have my heart and I hope you're feeling better. Thank, Thank you, Jimmy. You. Mikey Friedman to be followed by Patrick Blood. It's Disabilities Awareness Month. Is it just another proclamation and two dab events? Sadly, your words rang hollow because there are many disabled people in this city, yet while you cavalierly usher in Disabilities Awareness Month, you continue programs that hurt people living with disabilities. If you force us to share sidewalks with scooter riders, abandoned scooters and delivery robots, how can you say you are concerned about the safety and access of the disabled people who live here. I attended the Transportation and Mobility Commission meeting to talk about the October 16th council meeting on scooters. Most of the members on that commission are new. They didn't know that your staff had already gone to the various boards and commissions. So after listening to the report and to several public speakers, not being happy with what they heard, they made a motion asking that you don't make that program permanent on October 16th without getting a lot more input. I wanted to scream, but the staff has already gotten this input from the advisory boards and commissions, and 90% of it was negative. We finally need to end the pilot program. But of course, because of protocol, I couldn't speak. It makes me wonder, though, if you listen to your advisory boards and your commissions, or read the staff reports, or have you decided that you're going to approve this this uh, scooter thing, no matter what anybody says, I hope that's not true. And I hope you're not just looking at the money. Because tonight, as you usher in Disabilities Awareness Month, you, as our leaders, must truly try to help people with disabilities to live a life of equal access, not just this month, but all year round. Let your actions match your words. Thank you, and I'll see you in two weeks. Good evening, Council. Patrick Blood, resident of West Hollywood. I appreciate the city's recognition of October as Disabilities Awareness Month, and I'm looking forward to all the great programming that the, that the city and the Disabilities Advisory Board will plan. Because disability rights are civil rights. That's something we all know, yet sadly are not being treated as such in the city. We not only can do better, but we must do better, because compliance with the Americans with Disabilities Act is not optional. You can each honor Disabilities Awareness Month by committing to support the disabled community in your decision-making process. And in two weeks' time, two days before the Disabilities Advisory Board's service awards, nonetheless, your commitment will be on display because you will be voting on the future of the Dockless Mobility Program. And yes, there are a lot of issues in our city that we have to tackle. We know that. And a lot of them are hard to tackle. We don't know where to start. This issue, we know how to solve. Ban the e-scooter rental system through the Dockless Mobility Program. And let's be clear what we're talking about. We're talking about a privilege of riding an e-scooter versus violating people's civil rights under federal and state law. 
So as you make your decisions in two weeks, I want you to think about the disabled community. And if you are allies and are going to stand behind what you are hearing time and time again, I've been here many times pleading, as other members of the public have. And Mayor Shine, your email from a few days ago hit it nail on the head, and I know I'm running out of time. You said, I go to work every day fighting to make sure everyone has the same opportunities to thrive, regardless of, and then a bunch of protected classes of people, including folks with disabilities. And you said, we need leaders who are willing to fight for the rights of all people, especially people who have been long ignored and marginalized, and the disabled community has been long ignored and marginalized. So please stand by that commitment. And Thank you for being allies to the disabled community, and I hope your actions show it. Thank you. Thank you, Patrick. David Nash to be followed by Victor Omolchenko. Good evening, Mayor and City Councilman. My name is David Nash. I'm on the Disability Advisory Board. And first, I want to thank um, Lauren Meister for originally appointing me and for the uh, entire council appointing me, appointing me as uh, this year. Anyway, October is one of the most exciting months of the year for me. Not only do we have Disability Awareness Month, we also have the Halloween party at the end of the month. Our fair on October 17th, I think I heard October 27th, but it's on October 17th, is co-sponsored with um, our hospital, and I'm having a hard time with words these days, but I'm very glad that Cedars is co-sponsoring the event. We'll be providing uh, shots and other services at the fair. The fair is at Plummer Park on the 17th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., and we'll have many of the community service representatives there, including a representative from Ambience Transportation, one of my favorite organizations, and many other agencies that provide services to people living with disabilities. And by the way, yes, I was out on my electric wheelchair last week and ran smack into a scooter that was laid down on the sidewalk on Palm Avenue. So there are problems with people living with disabilities being able to maintain their access to the public streets and sidewalks in West Hollywood. But thank you so much for all you do. I can't even see John Heilman's hair from here, but I know you're all here to help us. Thank you. Thank you, David. Our next speaker is Victor Omolchenko to be followed by Gunter Kunki. Good evening, City Council. I'm Victor Omolchenko speaking on behalf of the West Hollywood Preservation Alliance to thank you for approving the consent calendar item to designate the two classical revival style buildings at 7900 and 7906 Santa Monica Boulevard, including the historic corner clock. We thank the city staff and the preservation consultant for their research and analysis, and we'd like to do a shout out to the six historic preservation commissioners who voted unanimously 
to recommend these designations to you in alphabetical order. Thank you, Yawar, Charlie, Lola Davidson, Matt Dubin, Michael King, Gail Ostergren, and Jacob Sotsky. And we would not be here if it weren't for Mr. Gunter Koinicki, who has spearheaded the effort over the last eight years to make the century-old clock tick again. It's through his efforts that we are at this stage today. And with this designation, there is greater possibility of financial help with building restoration and repairs, not only through the locally focused Mills Act, but also through existing federal aid and newly established state preservation support. We're sure that the city and the community will now be better positioned with the Gumbiner family owners to revitalize the buildings as well as to restore the clock. And we are the creative city. We restored and preserved the Sunset Strip's iconic Bullwinkle and Rocky sculpture, and we can do the same on our main street in the center city neighborhood on Santa Monica Boulevard with its historic corner Hardy building, the adjoining Campbell building, and the century-old O.B. McClintock Company clock. So I want to thank you for your support of historic preservation. It is an item that has been in our Vision 2020 plan. And I just, you know, it says we want to continue supporting cultural heritage and cultural affairs and historic preservation. And I hope that that same kind of item will appear in the next vision plan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Victor. Our next speaker is Gunter to be followed by Seven Graham. Good evening, City Council. My name is Gunter Kornicke. I'm an 89-year-old retired engineer and have lived in West Hollywood for 18 years. I now enjoy volunteering on technical projects. And eight years ago, I started my efforts to get the historic corner clock at 7900 Santa Monica Boulevard to run again as it did for so many last years in the hundreds. I first contacted one of the tenants who for 30 years has been operating the jewelry store in the building. And later, I met the building manager, David Frank, to whom I provided several estimates of costs for repairing the clock from expert clock repair companies. The low price in 2016 was $4,500. Since then, the amount has risen to $6,500. This antique clock adds to the significance of the two commercial buildings that have long served the community at the important intersection of Santa Monica and Fairfax. And I have come to realize that the buildings themselves represent an architectural style now very rare in our city. I thank you so much for your designation tonight, and I look forward to seeing the clock restored to tell the passage of time as it was designed to do. Thank you. Thank you. Our next speaker is Seven Graham, to be followed by Dan Harrington Tyrell. Good evening, Mayor and esteemed council members. 
Um, I'm here tonight to thank uh, Mayor Pro Tempore, John Erickson, for proposing to end in recognition of Intersex Awareness Month. I feel more nervous speaking in front of you than I do standing on the stage at the Comedy Store, <laughs> because I'm aware that we really can't do the subject of intersex people justice in the space of two minutes. I sent an email with lots of links, and I hope that you will watch something like the wonderful documentary, Everybody, uh, that is now available to understand. Uh, intersex people are one in 1,500 of the human population, and we have been um, erased from society. Although we have LGBTQIA+, the I is not for invisible, it's for intersex, and um, I am so grateful to live in uh, this city, uh, well, I'm the, I actually live on the border of the city, but to come and work in the city of West Hollywood, uh, I don't think I would have found the courage to transition to be transmasculine, non-binary, if I didn't have the luxury of living here and having the support of the LA LGBT Center. I was uh, raised as female. They cut out my testes when I was eight years old to fit me into the binary box of female. Um, they told my parents I had cancerous ovaries. Many intersex people have unnecessary cosmetic surgeries on their genitals to normalize them in male or female. Uh, the United Nations has called this torture. Uh, this surgery was started by the Nazis in their death camps and it is still going on routinely around America today, which is why it's so important that we all educate ourselves that intersex people are just natural variations of humanity. You talked, um, you, you paid uh, honor to uh, the Native Americans who own this land, or Native Americans call us two spirits, because in their wisdom they understood that some people are two-spirited, that we do exist beyond the binary of sex. Um, I would also, oh, my time is up. Thank you very much, and I really hope you will support to end. Thank you, Seven. Our next speaker is Dan Harrington Tyrell, to be followed by Rick Watts. Hello, City Council. I'm here today, tonight, to speak on item 6G, but also how I feel it's connected to item 5A from the previous uh, City Council meeting. And that was for the resident survey that seemed to have um, gone into deep freeze. And that is a survey that the city paid 34,300 for. And I'd just like to read some of the comments that were not brought forward. Um, such comments such as support services ignored, safety and security issue, uh, um, I'm sorry, until crisis, favor residents and break confidence, a manager who uh, understands seniors, our building has very poor security, we do not feel safe in our building, please provide security and provide for our safety. My biggest complaint is the entry, I'm sorry, our, my biggest complaint is the entry intercom system. You cannot hear where it is and we have many transients getting in our building and I really want to put up a small camera so I can see and who is speaking on, at the door. Uh, four out of five residents mentioned that the community room has been taken over by office staff. We need our community room back. Residents living with a disability are most likely to be looking for transportation, which speaks to the services. Um, are most like, I'm sorry, adults are most like needing help, healthcare benefits, and able um, booking for socialization opportunities. 
Um, landscaping disgusting, needs grass, flowers, pest control, and garbage. Washer and dryer, uh, coin slot frequently broken. New management refuses to sweep certain outdoor areas. So all this brings the point, how are we then going to reward West Hollywood community housing with a PR uh, tour? I don't understand that. I don't understand why would we be doing that, and I don't understand why those questions are not being answered or being helped to be answered by the city. And that's it. Thank you. Thank you, Dan. Um, great. Please applause. Thank you. Um, we are going to take a quick break. We will come back to public comment. Melissa, I have one, two, three, four, uh, and then citizen position slips still that left. Is, that is Thank you very much, everybody, for your patience. We are going to resume public comment. I believe next up is Rick Watts. Thank you, Mayor Patemp and Council. Um, in addition to uh, uh, mourning, our late Senator Dianne Feinstein, I would uh, also like uh, to uh, uh, relay congratulations, I think, on, on behalf of all of us to our new Senator-designate, uh, uh, LaFonsa Butler, uh, who was uh, born in rural southern Mississippi, uh, which is not necessarily the best place to grow up for many reasons. Uh, and uh, I, I think she will serve us well uh, for however long she will be in office. Um, Moving on from that, um, I, uh, this being Disabilities Awareness Month, I'd like to remind us of uh, three quotes. One uh, from the, that is the preamble for the, for the Constitution, we the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, to establish justice, and so on and so forth, you know the quote. Uh, it was, those words were written by a fellow by the name of Governor Morris, who had one leg and a mangled arm. And he wrote those words that have echoed down the now for a quarter of a millennium. Um, another set of words. Uh, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Written by a man in a wheelchair who lifted this country from its knees during the Great Depression and got us through World War II and victory over fascism. And the last one. I think there's a lot of wor work, uh, words about family values. But I think what family values really means is that we are all family and we all have value. And those are from Christopher Reeve, uh, who uh, spent the last several years of his life uh, as a paraplegic. Um, we will all have disabilities at some point in our life, and I urge you all to do whatever you can to ensure that all of us that currently have disabilities are respected in that regard and, and helped to the extent that you are able. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. Our next speaker is Louise Smith, to be followed by Sybil Zayden, if she's still here. Okay, thank you. Louise Smith, resident of West Hollywood since 1986, speaking as a private citizen. Um, I would like to thank the city council 
for all you've done, um, particularly getting us into the point where we were awarded the AARP Aging in Place certification. And along with that, I would like to implore you to take those scooters off our sidewalks because we look like a dump. <laughs> um, City of West Hollywood has always looked really good. And when I see scooters parked in the middle of a very narrow sidewalk, so there's no accessible accessibility, and um, thrown on their side so you can't get by. And there are places near here when I try and get down the street, the sidewalk is so narrow because of street signs that I can't get past. I have to go back through a driveway, go in the street and down. And I'm kind of imploring you to expand our side, sidewalk real estate. Um, if you're going to have scooters, I think that the companies should be responsible and that you should be collecting them and charging them for them getting them back. Um, what they're doing now to us in the city is not tolerable. Um, it's not a pretty sight. Thank you. Thank you, Louise. Um, before I go to our speaker in Zoom, I just want to reiterate what the mayor shared um, it, before we started public comment, and that is that you need to register to speak by noon with the city clerk's office. And so for those individuals who did not register to speak who are in the Zoom, given the Zoom bombing incidents that are occurring throughout California, I will not be admitting them into the meeting. And moving forward, please register with the city clerk's office. So our only speaker in Zoom is Adam Darvish. So we will switch to Zoom and hear from Adam Darvish. Can you hear me? Yes, Adam, we can hear you. Go ahead. Oh, great. Good evening, uh, Mayor Schein and Mayor Portem Erickson and council members and staff. I'm Adam Darvish. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person. Still in the office and taking care of healthcare challenges today for hospitals. I wanted to, uh, to uh, thank City Council for recognizing the Disability Awareness Month. Um, as a healthcare professional that have seen so many over 30 years coming into the hospitals and, and leaving the hospital disabled for different reasons. Um, so I appreciate the recognition and well said, the uh, speakers that spoke. Um, and I'm hoping next year we'll, we'll have something tangible for them to present at City Council the month from either Disability Advisory Board or, or other avenues in 2000. 24, so it could be good news. I, I know a city does, does many things um, to provide help to, to, to this, our residents with disability and, and uh, also older adults and all residents. I'm hoping that um, we, would, we would be the pioneers. I know Long Beach had decreased their um, speed limit to 20 miles per hour in the, on residential streets, and we're not there yet. That's just one thing. But again, thank you for that. I also wanted to thank um, Councilmember Byers for uh, putting the agenda, agenda item for recognizing October 11th um, as an international day of uh, girls. That is important for all of us to unite. I have just uh, personal experience in 
Turkey just two weeks ago, met my two nieces from Tehran University and caught one of them with a dress with an open back and no sleeves and she was taking pictures of herself. So I asked her, what, why are you doing that? And she then went into this whole story about how she can't do that at home. And uh, in Turkey, she was able to get out on the streets with the dress that she likes. So something basic that most of us don't realize is out there in the international community. Thank you, Adam. Stories from all countries. So thank you so much for having us on the agenda. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem, I'll read the citizen position slips into the record. Unless otherwise stated, these individuals live in the city of West Hollywood and are in support of uh, consent calendar item 2F. Michael Abramson, Robert Blackman, Kathy Blavis, Lois Blumenthal, Laura Boccoletti, Kevin Burton, Michael Carter, Laura Caceres, George Creedle, Gary Dahl, Cheryl Dent, Judson Feeder, Connor Fisher, Wendy Goldman, Stephanie Harker, Edith Magoon, Janice Carr, Beverly Hills, Steve Martin, Roxanne McBride, Dave Monks, Hollywood, Jacob Peterson, Henry Rasu, Placentia, David Reed, Los Angeles, Jody John Sackstrup, Hollywood, Jennifer Sanborn, Beverly Hills, Mark Scheinbaum, Neil Terry, Placentia, Benjamin Watts, Jamie Francis, Steve Weinstein, and Christopher Jimenez. And those are all in support of 2F? Correct. Thank you very much, Madam City Clerk. Thank you. Christoph, City Manager's report, please. Uh, thank you, Mayor Portem. Uh, yes, I do have a, a brief uh, staff report, or report to give this evening to the council and to the community. Before I did that, I wanted to address the public comments regarding the resident survey. Uh, that was, in fact, uh, tabled from a prior meeting because staff and our consultant, when we were going through some of the final uh, documents before the council meeting, we discovered a technicality in the way the properties were listed in that report. The item will be coming back in its entirety with the correct labeling at either the next meeting, most likely the next meeting, if not the, the meeting after that. So thank you for your patience in, in that. On to my report. The city recently launched a community dashboard to track the progress of the certified six-cycle housing element. It's available for the public at www.weho.org forward slash LRP, as in long range planning. Uh, thank you to the over 200 people who, are, who participated in Metro's community meetings on the K-Line Northern Extension. Meeting materials, a sample email to Metro, and a sign-up form for email updates are available at www.weho.org forward slash Metro. The city will begin sending notices to comply to property owners identified as non-ductile concrete and pre-Northridge steel moment frame buildings. The city council will be receiving a complete update on the seismic program at the next council meeting. Finally, I'm pleased to announce that the city of West Hollywood won three Institute for Local Government's Beacon Spotlight Awards for sustainability. The city was recognized and received the Platinum Level Awards for 28% agency energy savings, 
31% community greenhouse gas reductions, and 24% agency greenhouse gas reductions. And Mayor Pro Tem, that concludes my report. Thank you so much. Any questions for the interim city manager at the moment? No? Great. Madam City Clerk, can I get a report on the fiscal impact of the consent calendar, please? Yes, Mayor Pro Tem. The fiscal impact on tonight's consent calendar with the removal of item 2I and the addition of items 6A, 6B, 6C, 6E, 6F as in Frank, and 6G is $933,850 in expenditures, $0 in revenues, and $2,804 in waived fees. And I have a motion to adopt tonight's consent calendar. And a second by me. All right. Thank you so much. We currently have four council members, so it's a 4 0 vote. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madam City Clerk. We have no public hearings. We have no legislative business. We have no unfinished business. New business, we held item 6D. And I believe my colleague, Councilmember Meister, had questions, so I'll turn it over to her. Yes, thank you. Uh, thank you, uh, Mayor Pro Tem. Yeah, my, my concerns are related to um, how much we're spending on this item as well as how the money is being spent. And, and the concern is specifically about the fact, because I did ask staff um, you know, how the, what the breakdown would be, and that the, that the participants are actually getting paid for this event. And I was just concerned because I know in the past, uh, maybe not last year, but previously, and when we did the, um, the other monologues, um, that it was a community event and people didn't get paid for it, they participated because they wanted to participate. And it seems to me that, you know, we do a lot of events where we try to keep things to say up to $5,000 and that way we can do, you know, variety of things and, and uh, we all have different things that we are interested in. And, um, but I just, I just had a concern about, about the, seeing that more and more events are going towards the 10,000 mark and then on this particular event just that that we're we're paying participants absolutely do my colleagues have any other questions or comments on this item before i respond uh, yeah I, I guess i i would i would want to know why are we paying participants when we haven't with respect to other events the vagina monologues in particular and I, I worry that we would be setting a, a dangerous precedent that now everyone will want to be paid if, if we do it on this occasion. So yeah, I'd like to hear sure. what the reasoning is. For sure, that. so we did pay people last year um, and this number amount was, is Rebecca still here? Nope. Um, I believe it was 10,000 still last year and we did pay people um, all the performers, they are actually getting more time donated and otherwise, so they're paying the actors, and the actors are mostly um, uh, gender nonconforming trans members of uh, who take off work to film and create this project in that way, so it's more of a creative credit for them in the different ways that the vagina monologues with Hollywood Now was more community-based focused with uh, 
members of the community in that way. So I would just ask the city attorney if this is, I mean, I just don't know if this is something that we have in our, you know, policies that, that, that that's okay. But the other, the other thing that I would mention is just maybe this type of event then, if people are gonna be paid and it's more of a production, should really go through our arts and cultural affairs uh, commission, you know, for grants. Um, and, and if, if this is something that they want to have as a professional production. Yeah, so this is the last time we'll be sponsoring this item in this way that has been communicated to the producer um, uh, because also LA County grants are becoming more widely available as well as statewide art grants that are coming out and those connections and resources have been shared with them to continue to make this to take this in a different level uh, moving forward as it continues to grow and I believe that they are looking at a fiscal sponsor to produce the play at a different level outside of these council chambers um, so that would occur probably not here anymore, to say the least. So this was pretty much it. And I do believe they got W-9s and work agreements with all of the performers. We have, as a person who did a lot of events before, we have paid people to participate in a bunch of stuff. We've done it for the Human Rights Speaker Series. We've paid panelists before. Um, if you gave me a list of community events that we have, we've paid people um, a small amount, right? Um, and so, I don't know, I understand the precedent conversation, but this is the last time we'll be doing it this way and the communication's been handled that way because I do share those concerns at the same time. Uh, yeah, yeah I, can, I can read from the co-sponsorship policy. It says the co-sponsored event or program is a program or event in which the city council formally acts to support the event or program. For co-sponsored events, the event producer, not the city, is responsible for programming, advertising, and producing the event, including all associated costs, but not limited to facilities, equipment, parking, and permits. However, the city council, as part of their formal action, may elect to waive or pay some direct or in-kind costs. So it could be part of a formal council action. However, later in the policy, there's very strict requirements for reporting to the city, how the money is used for events that are less than $5,000 or more than $5,000. They must have, for this more than $5,000, a line item budget for the event, identifying how funds will be used, report of actual expenditures to provide post-event, profit and loss statement for the event, including a summary of all revenues and expenditures and any other um, requirements that the city may have. And it was 10K last year. Yvonne just confirmed for me. Yeah, yeah. No, and I, and I asked her and I saw it. So I, I know that it's being done. It's not, that's not my intention. My intention is to just say that maybe if, if that's the direction that, that they're going, then maybe there's a different venue like arts and cultural affairs yeah. or wherever else. No, absolutely. And I think a whole conversation about sponsorships in terms of arts as we got public comment at the last meeting around film production is something we need to take up as a council as well moving forward. So do okay. my colleagues have Great. any Thank other you. comments or questions? I, I think uh, you explain things. I, I'm still a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm prepared to support this with the understanding that this is the last year that we'll be sponsoring it. Yep. Wonderful. Well, I will make the motion since it is my, oh, thank you, Councilmember Byers, for seconding it, and then we'll do the votes. Thank you. <laughs> and 
just for clarity to the public, it is four council members now voting. Thank you. Thank you so much, Madam City Clerk. Um, that concludes um, new business. And then excluded consent, we had one item, correct? No, we held it. We held that we to held the next meeting. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, all right, so now we are going to go to our last public comment period. This time is set aside for the public to address uh, the council and any items of interest within the subject matter jurisdiction of the council um, that cannot be heard under the first item at the beginning of the meeting. Madam City Clerk, do we have anyone for the second public comment period? We have one individual, and if I mispronounce your name, I apologize. Uh, Ramesses Pound Sign Sutton Penrith. So, um, where is the housing for the houseless LGBT RPGs who are fleeing their homophobic countries and states like myself? I've been waiting indefinitely for six years on the state of California for housing assistance to no avail. I email and I call the city of West Hollywood, but I get ghosted. I contact the West Hollywood LGBT Center asking for housing for refugees, but they insult my intelligence and offer me an imperial list of male concentration camp, camps, mental asylums, and drug rehabilitation places, which is also what your website lists. I ask for housing, but you clearly all haven't a clue what the definition of housing is. Let me tell you something in the city of West Hollywood. I'm not a dog for you to refer me to a shelter. I identify as a human, a human with standards at that. Standards that I shall not lower for any man, let alone any government. Because the irony manifest is this, not one of you would dare to spend a day in a homeless shelter, yet that is exactly what you're offering to the most vulnerable people of society. It's uncivilized and unsophisticated to concentrate people with a myriad of problems and expect them to get any better. I mean, instead of divide and conquer, you say, consolidate and forget about it, darling. It's the most devious proposition I've ever heard, and that's what you want. I'm, I'm not here willingly. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not some, I'm not some mediocre actor trying to make it in Hollywood. I'm here because there's nowhere else to go. I'm exiled from my country. This rainbow flag, I can't wave in my country. I'll go to jail for 17 years. So please tell me what to do. There is no safe place for a homosexual. There's only levels of homomesia one must contend with. And this is how you treat the most vulnerable people of the LGBT community. So I don't want to hear anyone complain about the homeless or the houseless because uncivilized society cannot expect civility. Thank you. Thank you. Mayor Pro Tem, that was our only speaker. Thank you so much. And if a member of our um, community administrative team could go speak to the individual to let them know about the services the city offers, I see they're leaving, but just to make sure that they're outreach too, that would be great. Um, thank you so much, Madam City Clerk. That concludes the second public comment period. Uh, we're gonna go to council member comments and meeting attendance reports, and I'm gonna start to my left with John Heilman. Thank you, I attended a variety of community events. Uh, I did wanna comment on uh, Ms. Gumbiner's comments about the homeless uh, at her building. She's absolutely right. It is a problem at that building. And I think we need to have a conversation about what our approach is with respect to um, 
individuals who are homeless, sleeping in uh, alleys and sleeping in doorways. Our approach has been very compassionate. Uh, we do have outreach workers, but we also don't seem to have any consequences for that behavior. And unfortunately, if, if there are no consequences, the behavior will continue. So we need to have a conversation about what additional steps uh, we can take when people are not uh, willing to accept the services that are available. And so I hope that we will uh, be able to agendize that. It's, it's obviously an ongoing issue. We've had conversations at the homeless subcommittee and we will, I, I will at least work with our staff to try to bring forth an item that uh, will give us an opportunity to discuss how do we approach those issues. Thank you. Thank you so much, Councilmember Heilman. Councilmember Meister. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. Uh, in terms of attendance, uh, I attended the Metro K-Line North Community Meeting, and I also attended the community meeting to meet the city's executive team. Um, I did want to mention, uh, and I know that several uh, members of the uh, Disabilities uh, Advisory Board mentioned that October is National Disabilities Month, and it's recognized throughout the United States to increase awareness of disability issues in people living with disabilities. And we have uh, various events during the month of October, and you'll want to mark your calendars uh, for Wednesday, October 18th at 6 p.m. for the 25th Annual Disability Service Awards, which will take place right here in Council Chambers. Uh, we, uh, there, there was a, um, an item 2H, uh, regarding an exclusive negotiation agreement with uh, plenary. I just want to make sure that when this item comes back to us, because that's what it says it will do uh, in the um, staff report, that it's under unfinished business and not consent, uh, mainly because of the size of the contract, which is $350,000. Uh, and then on 6C, uh, the co-sponsorship agreement for ACT UP LA's 30th anniversary event, uh, thank you to my colleagues for supporting that. Uh, it will be taking place at Plummer Park, which seems very appropriate, especially with our new historic designation, local designation. ACT UP uh, LA is celebrating its 30 years of revived activism this year and organizing this event on December 2nd, December 2nd, 2023, at Plummer Park's Great Hall Long Hall to mark this milestone. Uh, this event will pay tribute to ACT UP LA activists Mary Lucy and Nancy McNeil and help raise awareness of ACT UP LA's history near um, World AIDS Day. This event will recognize ACT UP for three decades of brave and deeply influential HIV AIDS activism originating from the city of West Hollywood. And then just a few announcements. Uh, we have uh, this Wednesday, also right here at Council Chambers, uh, October 4th from 7 p.m. to 8.30, uh, West Hollywood Artists and Icons, uh, Tim Sullivan con Conversation and Film Screening, and thank you to the Mayor Pro Tem for bringing that item forward. Uh, and I'm sure he'll tell you a little more about it. Uh, Hall Halloween Pet Costume Showcase on October 7th from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at West Hollywood Park and Dog Park. And then um, on October 15th from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., please be aware that AIDS Walk Los Angeles 2023 uh, will be returning to West Hollywood Park 
uh, and uh, beginning at 9 a.m. on Sunday, uh, October 15th. And due to the AIDS walk, there will be limited street and lane closures in West Hollywood. Drivers should expect delays and plan accordingly. Additionally, the West Hollywood Park dog parks and basketball courts will be closed on October 14th and October 15th. And you can go to the city's website uh, to find out about what streets um, what uh, streets will be closed and, um, and other information that is pertinent to this event. And then uh, last but not least, um, the West Basin Municipal uh, Water District has their uh, rain barrel program uh, and that's uh, various locations throughout October and November. And uh, they also have their water harvest on October 14th. Sign so, me up. Yes, so, um, and uh, thanks to uh, the district director, Scott Houston, for uh, always uh, keeping us in the loop uh, on the West Basin events. And I'm sure if you go to the West Basin uh, Municipal Water District website, you can get all the details. Thank you. The web traffic's going to be out of control tonight, <laughs> Councilmember Meister. <Dirk>. Very well. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not Halloween yet. All right, Councilmember Byers. Thank you. Um, well, I'll start with attendance. Um, I was honored to attend a press conference this morning with Supervisor Horvath along with our mayor. Um, Supervisor Horvath proclaimed this week banned book week countywide. We all know it's horrible to see the level of suppression of creativity, free thought, and diversity um, that's taking place with these book bans, and we're so honored to be a ground for resistance here with our own West Hollywood Library. Um, I also attended the Van Ness Recovery 50th Anniversary Celebration Carnival, which we're really proud to host in the park this last weekend, the Bisocial Picnic, uh, the Cal City's Annual Conference and Mobility 21 Conference, along with a series of community meetings for the Metro K-Line Northern Extension. Thank you to everybody who participated in any of those meetings. Um, I also just want to thank uh, Commissioner Palmieri uh, for joining us tonight and providing some education about the work under the purview of the Human Services Commission. I know we're always trying to get more of that information out, and I appreciate you taking your time to do that tonight. Um, I want to thank my colleagues and staff for the support of Item 2.0, the recognition of International Day of the Girl on October 11th, and also thanks to the public commenter, Adam, tonight for uplifting the importance of this global solidarity. Uh, this October 4th, Wednesday, is Clean Air Day. You can celebrate with free trips all day on Metro. I encourage you to find a way to leave that car at home and get on the bus, a bike, or just walk around the community that Wednesday. Um, and just a few other events I wanted to shout out before we all get to see each other again. Um, Circa Queer History Festival is taking place all month long, and the City of West Hollywood is proud to be a co-sponsor um, of the One Institute's LGBTQ Plus History Month. Uh, festivities. It's 70 programs, so I'm not going to list them all. We're sponsoring 12 of them right here in the city of West Hollywood, and I hope you'll join us. Um, this Saturday, 11 a.m., we have Drag Story Hour with Odious Ari. Really excited for that here at the library. And the last thing I just wanted to shout out, um, if you're an artist, there are always so many exciting opportunities to uh, make the city of West Hollywood your canvas. Um, but this specific one, there's a deadline October 13th, 5 p.m. The City Hall Community Plaza banners um, may be your backdrop. There's three temporary uh, site-specific vinyl banners that we're looking for artist uh, graphics. So consider that your next opportunity. And I think that's all I have. Thank you, Mayor Pro Tem. Thank you so much, Councilmember Byers. Um, I, as well, attended 
um, many community events, including the Being Alive ribbon cutting event, the Metro K-Line Zoom meeting. The, um, I gave an interview to Dallas, Texas News about the alcohol test strips, which they are doing in Dallas now as a result of the good work of our um, program here in West Hollywood, which is really exciting to see. Um, I attended the Cal Cities Conference in Sacramento. I also want to congratulate our Mayor Seppi Shine on being named president of the LGBTQ Caucus for Cal Cities. Um, I attended my Saturday in Plummer Park event. The next one's on the 21st, I believe, um, the Buy Ice Cream Social. I moderated and attended the How to Hack Birth Control film screening. I attended a special meeting for the Liability Trust Fund and Claims Oversight Board, as well as a community meeting to meet the new community development director, Nick. Um, additionally, in terms of items on consent, thank you to my colleagues for their support of my uh, 2N, the Intersex Awareness Month, the Trans Vagina Diaries, um, continued support for that, uh, the Trans Latina Coalition, Garas Fashion Show, and the Trans Giving event. Um, Additionally, uh, a few comments here. Uh, Christoph, we've been getting a couple of emails from a resident regarding the ongoing issues at Nora's um, that seem to be going on. I, I don't know what the exact ordinance is that uh, we can look at more in depth that it involves the fire, wood burning stove. I know that the issue has been addressed in a way in regards to noise, but there has, the AQMD has gotten involved, so we do need to address that and figure out what, if anything, can be done because a wood fire stove right there in the heart of our city is keeping and bothering residents in the community, so we need to figure that out. So if we could have a holistic meeting, because the answer is we can't do anything is not really good enough when AQMD is now now involved. I know one of my colleagues has been working on that issue as well, so thank you. Um, additionally, uh, I want to uh, thank uh, Gunter and Vic, uh, Victor Omenchenko for all their work on the hist uh, historic designation of the Fairfax properties. Um, I wish I still kept the message from Ruth Williams, may she rest in peace, where she um, messaged me when it first came up uh, many years, uh, about a year ago, when she named off all of the people that had offices in that building. And I believe Burt Reynolds was one of them as well. So um, just to state that it is important that we preserve these items and I want to thank you for your work. I want to thank Gunter for your work. Um, that started with a cup of coffee, and now here we are. And I want to thank you for your advocacy as well as everyone that called in. Um, additionally, um, I want to remind everyone of Wednesday's Tim Sullivan event uh, that will be happening right here. Thank you, Councilmember Meister. Uh, you might see some fun celebrities there. You never know, so don't miss out. It's a free event, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, additionally, um, if Kristoff. Uh, uh, if we could get a report back on a survey done of the Sierra Bonita apartments um, that was done 2015, 2016? 2015 of outstanding compliance issues regarding accessibility um, issues. I know Councilmember Meister and I have talked about this, but um, there seems to be, from my research and what I've looked into, some uh, glaring oversights that need to be addressed 
because um, we want to make sure that everyone, especially during Disabilities Awareness Month as well as beyond, are taken care of in that um, beautiful apartment complex that we want to make sure the residents there understand that we, we care about what they how they live. Um, and then last, but certainly not least, um, well, two things, Happy Disabilities Awareness Month. I'm thankful to all the members of the DAB for being here. Your work is tantamount to our community. Um, I really appreciate, I think I swore in pretty much all of you, so it's great, but I wanna thank you for all the work that you do. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a task that is not lost on me, and I really appreciate your dedication to the community and the cause. Um, and then last but not least, I just wanted to center the argument uh, on a lot of stuff of what we've been having. Um, I recently was in my hometown of Ripon, Wisconsin, um, 7,689 people now, um, <laughs> and I spoke to the local Gay Straight Student Alliance, which fought to be formed, and the issues range from having a place like West Hollywood to look up to, to imagining a better world. And I'm glad that we can all imagine a better world together. And with that, we will adjourn uh, to a special closed session meeting on Monday, October 9th, 2023, at 6 p.m. at City Hall's first floor community meeting room. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>